my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Battle of the Labyrinth, Chapter 14. My brother duels me to the death. The metal door was half hidden behind a laundry bin full of dirty hotel towers. I didn't see anything strange about it, but Rachel showed me where to look, and I recognized a faint blue symbol etched in the metal. It hasn't been used in a long time, Annabeth said. I tried to open it once, Rachel said, just out of curiosity. It's rusted shut. No, Annabeth stepped forward. It needs a touch of a half-blood. Sure enough, as soon as Annabeth put her hand on the mark, it glowed blue. The metal door unleashed and creaked open, revealing a dark staircase leading down. Whoa, Rachel looked calm, but I couldn't tell if, it, if she was pretending or not. She changed into a ratty museum. She changed. She'd changed into a ratty museum of modern art T-shirt and her regular marker-colored jeans and her plastic hairbrush sticking out of her pocket. Her hair was tied back. Her red hair was tied back, but she still had flecks of gold in it and traces of gold glitter on her face. So after you, you're the guide, Anba said with mock politeness. Lead on. The stairs led down a large brick tunnel. It was so dark I couldn't see any further than a few meters in front of us, but Annabeth and I had restocked on flashlights. As soon as we switched them on, Rachel yelped. A skeleton was grinning at us. It wasn't human. It was huge for one thing, at least two and a half meters tall. It had been strung up, chased by its wrists and ankles, so it made a, a kind of giant X over the tunnel. But what really sent a shiver down my back was a single eye socket in the center of its skull. Cyclops, Annabeth said. It's very old. It's not anybody we know. It wasn't Tyson, she meant. But that didn't make me feel much better. It still felt like it had put here as a warning. Whatever could kill a full-grown Cyclops, I did not want to meet. Rachel swallowed. You have a friend who's a Cyclops? Tyson, I said. My half-brother. Your half-brother? Hopefully we'll find him down here, I said. And Grover, he's a satyr. Oh. Her voice was small. Well, then we'd better keep moving. She stepped under the skeleton's left arm and kept walking. Annabeth and I exchanged looks. Annabeth shrugged. We followed Rachel deeper, in, Rachel deeper into the maze. After fifteen meters, we came across, uh, came to a crossroads. Ahead, the brick tunnel continued. To the right, the walls were made of ancient marble slabs. To the left, the tunnels was was earth and tree and roots. I pointed left. That looks like the tunnel Tyson and Grover took. Annabeth frowned. Yeah, but the architecture to the right, those old stones, that's more likely to lead to an ancient part of the maids, towards Daedalus's workshop. We need to go straight, Rachel said. Annabeth and I both looked at her. That's the least likely choice, Annabeth said. You don't see it? Rachel asked. Look at the floor. I saw nothing except well-worn bricks and mud. There's a brightness there, Rachel's assistant. Very faint, but forward is a correct way. To the left, further down the tunnel, those tree roots are moving like feelers. I don't like that. To the right, there's a trap about seven meters down, holes in the walls, maybe for spikes. I don't think we should risk it. I didn't see anything like what she was describing, but I nodded. Okay, forward. Do you believe her? Annabeth asked. Yeah, I said. Don't you? Annabeth looked like she wanted to argue, but she waved at Rachel to lead on. Together, we kept walking down the brick corridor. It twisted and turned, but there was no more side tunnels. 
seemed to be angling down, heading deeper underground. No traps? I said anxiously. Nothing, Rachel knitted her eyebrows. Should it be this easy? I don't know, I said. It was never, it never was before. So, Rachel, Manbeth said, where are you from exactly? She said it like, what planet are you from? But Rachel didn't look offended. Brooklyn, she said. Aren't your parents going to be worried if you're out late? Rachel exhaled. Not right, likely. I could be gone a week and they'd never notice. Why not? Annabeth didn't sound sarcastic this time. Having trouble with parents was something she understood. Before Rachel could answer, there was a creaking noise in front of us, like a huge door's opening. What was that? Annabeth asked. I don't know, Rachel said. Metal hinges? Well, that's very helpful. I mean, what is it? Then I heard footsteps shaking the corridor, coming towards us. Run? I asked. Run, Rachel agreed. He turned and fled the way we'd come, and we hadn't made it six meters before we ran into we before we ran into straight into some old friends, two drachne, snake women in Greek armor, leveled their javelins at our chests. Standing between them was Kelly, the Imposa cheerleader. Well, well, Kelly said. I uncapped the reptile, and Annabeth pulled her knife. But before I could, I was even. But before my sword was even out of pen form, Kelly pounced on Rachel. Her hands turned into claws as she spun Rachel around, holding her tight and her talons look at and her with her talons at Rachel's neck. Taking your little mortal mortal pet for a walk, Kelly asked me. These such fragile things, so easy to break. Behind us the footsteps came closer. A huge form appeared out of the loom. A three meter tall astrogian giant with red eyes and fangs. The giant licked his lips when he saw us. Can I eat them? No, Kelly said. Your master will want these. They will provide a great deal of entertainment. She smiled at me. Now march, half-buds, or you all die here, staring, starting with the mortal girl. It was pretty much my worst nightmare. And believe me, I'd have plenty of nightmares. When we were marched down the tunnel, flanked by Drachne, with Kelly and the giant at the back, with Kelly and the giant at the back, just in case we tried to run for it. Nobody seemed to worry about us running forward. That was the direction they wanted us to go. Up ahead, I could see bronze doors. They're about three and a half meters tall, emblazoned with a pair of crossed swords. From behind them came a muffled roar like a crowd. Oh, yes, said the snake woman when I left. You'll be very popular with our host. I never got to look up. Look at a jackney up close before. I wasn't thrilled to have the opportunity. She would have had a beautiful face, except her tongue was forked and her eyes were yellow with a black splits for splits for pupils. She wore bronze armor that stopped at her waist. Below that, where her legs should have been, were two massive snake trunks, malted with bronze and green. She moved by a combination of slithering and walking, as if she were on living skis. Who's your host? I asked. She hissed, which might have been a laugh. Oh, you'll see. Don't get off famulously. He's your brother, after all. My what? I immediately thought of Tyson, but that was impossible. What was she talking about? The giant pushed part. The giant pushed past us and opened the doors. He picked up Annabeth by her shirt and said, 
You stay here. Hey, she protested. The guy was twice her size, and he'd already confiscated her knife with my sword. Kelly laughed. Still had her claws at Rachel's neck. Go on, Percy. Entertain us. We'll wait here with your friends to make sure you behave. I looked at Rachel. I'm sorry. I'll get you both out of this. She nodded as much as she could with a demon at her throat. That would be nice. The drachne prod pro prodded me forward the towards the doorway at Javelin Point, and I walked out onto the floor of an arena. I guess it wasn't the largest arena I'd been in. It seemed pretty spacious considering the whole place was underground. The dirt floor was circular, just big enough so you could drive a car around the rim if you pulled it really tight. In the center of the arena, the fight was going on between a giant and a centaur. The centaur looked panicked. He was galloping around his enemy using sword and shield, while the giant swung a javelin the size of a telephone pole and the crowd cheered. The first tier of seats was four meters above the arena plane, uh, above the arena floor. Plain stone benches wrapped all the way around and every seat was full. There were giants, drachne, demigods, telecons, and stranger things. Bat-winged demons and creatures that seemed half-human and half-you-name-it. Bird, reptile, insect, mammal. But the creepiest thing were the skulls. The arena was a Full of them. They ringed the edge of the railing. Meter-high piles of them decorated the steps between the benches. They grinned from pikes at back of the stands and hung on chains from the ceiling like horrible chandeliers. Some of them looked very old. Nothing but bleached white bone. Others looked a lot fresher. I'm not going to describe them. Believe me, you don't want me to. In the middle of all this... Proudly displayed on the side of the spectator's wall was something that made no sense to me. A green batter, banner with a trident of Poseidon in the center. What was that doing in a horrible place like this? Above the banner, sitting in a seat of honor, was my old enemy. Luke, I said. I'm not sure he could hear me over the roar of the crowd, but he smiled coldly. He was wearing camouflage trousers and a white t-shirt and a bronze breastplate, just like I'd seen him in my dream. But he still wasn't wearing his sword, which I thought was strange. Next to him sat the largest giant I'd ever seen, much larger than the one on the floor fighting the centaur. The giant next to Luke must have been five meters tall, five meters tall, easy, and so wide he took up three seats. He wore only a linen cloth like a sumo wrestler. His skin was darker, was dark red, and tattooed with blue wave with blue wave designs. I figured he must be Luke's new bodyguard or something. Then there was a cry from the arena floor, and I jumped back as the centaur crashed onto the ground beside me. His eyes met my eyes pleadingly. Help! I reached for my sword, but it had been taken away from me, and it hadn't reappeared in my pocket yet. The centaur struggled to get up as the giant approached, his javelin ready. A taloned hand, a taloned hand gripped my shoulder. If you value your friends' lives, my jackney guard said, you won't interfere. This isn't your fight. Wait your turn. The centaur couldn't get up. One of his legs was broken. The giant put his huge foot on the horseman's chest and raised his javelin. He looked up at Luke. The crowd cheered, death, death. Luke didn't do anything, but the tattooed sumo dude sitting right next to him rose. He smiled down at the centaur. He was whimpering. 
He was whimpering. Please, no! The sumo dude held out his hand and gave the thumbs down sign. It closed my eyes as the gladiator giant thrust his javelin. When I looked again, the centaur was gone, disintegrated to ashes. All that was left was a single hoof, which the giant took up as a trophy and showed to the crowd. They roared their approval. A gate opened at the opposite end of, opposite end of the stadium, and the giant marched out in triumph. In the stands, the sumo dude raised his hands for silence. Good entertainment, he bellowed, but nothing I haven't seen before. What else do you have, Luke, son of Hermes? Luke's jaws tightened. I couldn't tell. I could tell he didn't like being called son of Hermes. He hated his father, but he rose calmly to his feet. His eyes glittered. In fact, he seemed to be in a pretty good mood. Lord Antaeus, Luke said, loud enough for the whole crowd to hear. You have been an excellent host. We would be happy to amuse you to repay the favor of passing through your uh, territory. A favor I have not yet granted, Antaeus growled. I want entertainment. Luke bowed. Believe me, I have something better than centaurs to fight in your arena now. I have a brother of yours. He pointed at me. Percy Jackson, son of Poseidon. The crowd began cheering, jeering at me and throwing stones, most of which I dodged, but one caught me in the cheek and made a good-sized cut. Antius's eyes lit up. A son of Poseidon? Then he should die fight, then he should fight well, or die well. If his death pleases you, will you let our armies cross your territory? Perhaps, Antius said. Luke didn't look too pleased about the perhaps. He glared down at me, as if warning me that I'd die in a really spectacular way. I'd better die in a really spectacular way, or I'd be in big trouble. Luke! Annabeth yelled. Stop this! Let us go! Luke seemed to notice her for the first time. He looked stunned for a moment. Annabeth? Enough time for the females to fight afterwards. Antius interrupted. First, Percy Jackson, what weapons will you choose? The drachnid pushed me into the middle of the arena. I stared up at Antius. How can you be a son of Poseidon? Antius laughed, and the rest of the crowd laughed, too. I am his favorite son, Antius boomed. Behold my temple to the Earthshaker, built from the skulls of all those I've killed in his name. Your skulls shall join them. I stared in horror at all the skulls, hundreds of them, and the banner of Poseidon. How could this be a temple for my dad? My dad was a nice guy. He never asked me off for Father's Day card, much less somebody's skull. Percy! Annabeth yelled at me. His mother is Gaia! Ga her Lastragonian captor clamped his hand over her mouth. His mother is Gaia, the Earth Goddess. Annabeth try was trying to tell me something important, but I didn't know why. Maybe just because the guy had two godly parents. That would make him even harder to kill. You're crazy, Antius, I said. If you think this is a good tribute, you know nothing about Poseidon. The crowd screamed insults at me, but Antius raised his hand for silence. Weapons, he insisted. Then we will see how you die. Will you have axes, shields, nets, flamethrowers? Just my sword, I said. Laughter erupted from the monsters, but immediately ripped out a pair in my hand, and some of the voices in the crowd turned nervous. Bronze blade glowed with a faint light. Round one, Antius announced. The gates opened, and a drachne slithered out. She had a trident in one hand and a weighted net in the other, classic gladiator style. 
I, tra- I trained against those weapons at camp for years. She dubbed, jabbed at me experimentally. I stepped away. She threw her net, hoping to tangle my sword hand, but I sidestepped easily, sliced her spear in half, and jabbed gripped that through a, cha- uh, a chink in her armor. With a painful wail, she vaporized into nothing, and the crowd, and the cheering of the crowd died. No! Antius bellowed. Too fast! You must wait for the kill! Only I give that order. I glanced over at Annabeth and Rachel. I had to find a way to get them free, maybe distract their guards. Nice job, Percy, Luke smiled. You've got better with a sword, I'll grant you that. Round two, Antis yelled, and and slower this time. More entertainment. Wait for my call before killing anybody, or else. The gates opened again, and this time a young warrior came out. He was a little older than me, about 16. He had glossy black hair, and his left eye was covered with an eye patch. He was thin and weary, so his Greek armor hung on him loosely. He stabbed his sword on the ground, adjusted his shield straps, and pulled on his horsehair helmet. Who are you? I asked. Ethan Nakrama, he said. I have to kill you. Why are you doing this? Hey! Almost jeered from the stands. Stop talking and fight already! The others took up the call. I have to prove myself, Ethan told me. Only way to join up. And with that, he charged. Our swords met in air and the crowd roared. It didn't seem right. I didn't want to fight uh, to entertain a bunch of monsters, but Ethan Nakurama, Nakurama wasn't giving me much choice. He pressed forward. He was good. He'd never been at Camp Half-Blood as far as I knew, but he'd been trained. He parried my strike and almost slammed me with his shield, but I jumped back. He slashed. I rolled to one side. We exchanged, we exchanged thrusts and parries, getting a feel for each other's fighting style. I tried to keep Ethan's to keep to Ethan's blind eye, but it didn't help much. Apparently, he'd been fighting with only one eye for a long time, because he was excellent at guarding his left. Blood! The monsters cried. My opponent glanced up at the stounds. This was his weakness, I realized. He needed to impress them. I didn't. He yelled an angry battle cry and charged at me, but I parried his blade and backed away, letting him come after me. Boo! Antius said. Stand and fight! Ethan pressed me, but I had no trouble defending, even without a shield. He was dressed for defense, heavy armor and shield, which made it very tiring to play offense. I was a softer target, but I was also lighter and faster. The crowd went nuts, yelling complaints and throwing rocks. We'd been fighting for almost five minutes when there was n- and there was no blood. Finally, Ethan made his mistake. He tried to jab in my stomach, and I locked his sword hilt in mine and twisted. His sword dropped into the dirt. Before he could recover it, I slammed the butt of my sword into his helmet and pushed him down. His heavy armor helped me more than him. He fell on his back, dazed and tired. I put the tip of my sword to his chest. Get it over with, Ethan groaned. He looked up at Antius. I looked up at Antius. His face, his red face was stony with displeasure, but he held up his hands and put it thumbs down. Forget it. I sheathed my sword. Don't be a fool, Ethan groaned. They'll just kill us both. I offered him my hand. Reluctantly, he took it. I helped him up. No one dishonors the games, Antius bellowed. Your heads shall both be contributes to Poseidon. I looked at Ethan. When you see your chance, run. Then I turned to Antius. Why don't you fight me yourself? If you God's dad's, if your dad's favor, come down here and prove it. The monster grum, the monsters grumbled in the stands. Antius looked around, apparently. And apparently he had no choice. He couldn't say no without looking like a coward. 
I'm the greatest wrestler in the world, boy, he warned. I've been wrestling since the first Pancarian. Pancaratia? What? I asked. He means fighting to the death, Ethan said. No rules, no hold, no holds barreled. I used to be an Olympic, it used to be an Olympic sport. Thanks for the tip, I said. Don't mention it. Rachel was watching me with wide eyes. Annabeth shook her head emphatically. The Lestrogian's hand still clamped over her mouth. I put in my sword at Antius. Winner takes all. I win, we all go free. You die, you win, we die. Spear, swear upon the river stakes. Antius laughed. This shouldn't take long, I swear to your terms. He leaped off the railing into the arena. Good luck, Ethan told me. You'll need it. Then he backed up quickly. Antius cracked his knuckles. He grinned, and I saw that even his teeth were etched up in wave patterns, which, much to my brushings after meals, are a real pain. Weapons? he asked. I'll stick with my sword, you? He held up his huge hands and wiggled his fingers. I don't need anything else. Master Luke, you will referee this one. Luke smiled down at me. With pleasure. Antius lunged. I rolled, I rolled under his legs and jabbed him in the back of the thigh. He yelled, but there were, where blood should have come out, there was a spot of sand, like he'd busted the side of an hourglass. It spilled to the ground, and the earth rose up to collect around his leg, almost like a cast. When it fell away, the wound was gone. He charged again. Fortunately, I had some experience fighting giants. I dodged sideways. This time, I jabbed under the arm. Riptide's blade was buried to the hilt into in his ribs. That was good news. Bad news was that it wrenched out of my hand and the giant turned, and I was thrown across the arena weaponless. Anthias bellowed in pain. I waited for him to disintegrate. No monsters ever had ever withstood a direct hit like that for my sword. The celestial bronze blade had been had to be destroying his essence, but Antius groped up for the, for the hilt, pulled out the sword, and tossed it behind him. More sand poured from the rune wound, but again the earth rose up to cover him. Dirt coated his body and the way and all the way to his shoulders. As soon as the dirt spilled away, Antius was fine. Now you see why I never lose, demigod, Antius gloated. Come here and let me crush you. I'll make it quick. Antius stood between me and my sword. Desperately I glanced to the other side, and I caught Annabeth's eye. The earth, I thought. What had Annabeth been trying to tell me? Antius's mother was Gaia Gaia, the Earth Mother, the most ancient goddess of all. Antius's father might have been Poseidon, but Gaia was keeping him alive. I couldn't hurt him as long as he was touching the ground. I tried to skirt under him, but Antius anticipated my move. He blocked my path, chuckling. He was just toying with me now. He had me cornered. I looked up at the chains hanging from the ceiling, dangling the skulls of his enemies in hook, on hooks. Suddenly, I had an idea. I fainted to the other side. Antius blocked me. The crowd jeered, cheered, and screamed as Antius had Antius to finish me off, but he was having too much fun. Puny boy, he said, not worth son of the sea god. I felt my pen return to my pocket, but Antius wouldn't know about that. He would think Riptide was still in the dirt behind him. He would think my goal was to get my sword. It wasn't much of an advantage, but it was all I had. I charged straight ahead, crouching so low 
he would think I was going to roll between his legs. While he was stop, while he was stooping, ready to crouch me like a grounder, I jumped for all I was worth, kicking off his forearm, scrambling up his shoulder like he was a ladder, placing my shoe on his head. He did the natural thing. He straightened up and ignorantly yelled, Hey! I pushed off, using for using his force to kept catapult me towards the ceiling. I caught the top of the chain, and the skulls and hooks jangled beneath me. I wrapped my legs around the chain, just like I used to do the ropes course in gym class. I drew Riptide and sawed off the chain next to me. Come down here, coward! Antius bellowed. He tried to grab me, but I was just out of reach. Hang on for dear life, I yelled. Come up and get me, or are you too slow and fat? He howled and made another grab for me. He caught a chain and tried to pull himself up. While he was struggling, I lowered my saw off chain, hook first. Hook first. It took me two tries, but finally I snagged Antheus's link cloth. Wah! He yelled. Quickly, I slipped the free chain through the fastening link in my own chain, pulled it taunt, pulled it taunt, and secured it the best I could. Antheus tried to slip back onto the ground, but his butt stayed suspended by his linen cloth. He had to hold on the other chains with both hands to avoid getting flipped upside down. I prayed the linen cloth and the chains would hold up, hold up for a few more seconds. While Antius cursed and flied, I scrambled uh, around the chains, swinging and cutting like I was some sort of crazy monkey. I had loops with hooks and metal links. I don't know how I did it. My mom always said I had a gift for getting stuff tangled up. Plus, I was desperate to save my friends. Anyway, within a couple of minutes, the giant was suspended above the ground, hopelessly snarled in chains and hooks. I dropped to the floor, panting and sweating. My hands were raw from climbing. Get me down, Antius demanded. Free him, Luke ordered. He's our host. I uncapped Riptide. I'll free him. And I stabbed the giant in the stomach. He bellowed and sand poured out, but he was too far up to touch the earth. The dirt would not, didn't not rise to help him. Antius just dissolved, pouring out a bit by bit, until there was nothing left but empty swinging chains and a really big linen cloth on a hook and a bunch of grinning skulls above me like they finally had something to smile about. Jackson! Luke yelled. I should have killed you all long ago. You tried, I reminded him. Let us go, Luke. We had a sworn agreement with Antius. I'm the winner. He did just what I expected. He said, Antius is dead. His oath dies with him. But says I'm feeling merciful today, I'll have, I'll have you killed quickly. He pointed at Annabeth. Spare the girl. His voice quavered just a little. I, w I would speak to her before, before a great triumph. Every monster in the audience drew, or, uh, drew a weapon or extended its claws. We were trapped, hopelessly outnumbered. Then I felt something in my pocket. Freezing sensation growing colder and colder. The dog whistle. My fingers closed around it. For days, I'd, I'd avoided using Quintus's gift. It had to be a trap. But now, I had no choice. I took it out of my pocket and blew it. It made no audible sound and shattered it into shards of ice, melting in my hand. Luke laughed. What was that supposed to do? From behind me came a surprised yelp. The Lestrodian giant had been guarding Annabeth flew past me and smashed into the wall. A roof! Kelvi and Posa screamed as a 200-kilogram black mastiff picked her up like a chew toy and crossed her through the air, straight into Luke's lap. Mrs. O'Leary snarled, 
and two drunkenly guards backed away. For a moment, the monsters in the audience were completely by, caught completely by surprise. Let's go, I yelled at my friends. Heal, Mrs. O'Leary. The far exit, Rachel cried. That's the right way. Ethan Nakaruma took his cue. Together, we raced across the arena and out the far exit. Mrs. O'Leary is right behind us. As we ran, I could hear the disorganized sounds of an entire army trying to jump out of the stands and follow us. Um, yeah, and that was chapter 14. I don't really know much, uh, what to say about that. Um, a lot of things happened, I, or not too much, but I mean, uh, at, at least Percy survived, and that was pretty smart, getting the dude, getting the Antius man dude guy tangled up and up there, and great that Annabeth could say those words right before he, the Lestrogian giant, put his hand over her uh, her mouth, and also, I don't know when that comes up next, but I don't think it's going to come up too soon, um, but Ethan, Ethan Nakamura comes, um, comes back a lot during the whole series, so I do recommend remembering his name, or at least remembering there was some dude called Ethan, uh, yeah, have a good time, and hear from you next time. Also, um, thank you so much. We're literally like three downloads away from 2,500. I just can't believe this is so crazy. Thank you guys so much. You're great. You're awesome. See ya.